Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Expert Opinion. I'm Ryan Rikus, and today's show is focused on branding, a merger of equals. Today's guest is Michael Dion, CEO of Jacent. North America's most foremost expert at retail merchandising. For a little background, Jacent was formed in 2016 through the merger of Lamai Products and ATA Retail Solutions, who are two pioneers in the world of impulse merchandising. And they were two rivals that competed together for the last 25 years. And together, they own the largest market share of the impulse merchandising category, primarily calling on grocery and retail chains. So uh, in 2016, the, re- the private equity firm Lariat Partners merged the two organizations and saw the benefit of developing a unifying brand strategy that could capitalize on what these two organizations brought together. Competitors one day and partners the next. I'm sure you'll enjoy Michael's point of view on the process of integrating, renaming, and branding the new organization. So if, in- if you have interest in learning how to integrate a merger of equals or how to develop a culture that gets thousands of people united, aligned, and empowered, you might want to listen to what Michael has to share with us today. Michael, welcome to Expert Opinion. Yeah, nice to be here, Ryan. Thank you. Well, let's kind of look at the world that you live in and uh, the brand development process that we went through. We uh, ended up coining the phrase strategic merchandising. Maybe you can give our listeners an overview overview of what that means and how Jason does it. Yep. So, so our goal is to drive incremental sales for our retail partners and help them build bigger baskets going through the register. And and there's a lot of activity behind the scenes in terms of um, presenting product line, buying product, mapping stores and understanding the cross-merchandising, fixturing logistics, and then labor to put product on the shelves. So with all of that, it takes strategic merchandising to put those that program together. Perfect. Very well said. Uh, I think you were starting to allude a little bit more of what you do uh, along with that strategic process, and as an outcome of the strategic development work, we ended up with the name Jacent, and um, which feeds upon the concept, I guess, of um, and it reinforces what you do. Maybe you can tell a little bit about the story of Jacent. Yep. So, so selecting a name for your company is not like selecting a name for a child. And really, you know, you know, the names that we might have wanted or that were on our wish list such as, you know, impulse uh, sales or, you know, or M-pulse might not be available because there's a legality that you need to look on the Internet, and there's a lot of activity out there on what names are available. So ultimately, we came up with Jacent, which is a derivative of adjacent to, and, and, and ultimately, you know, what we do is cross-merchandise, so everything we do is adjacent to something. So we chose the name Jacent, and ultimately the, the name, um, you know, in wondering whether it's going to be accepted by our customers and, and, and our 
our employees, ultimately it sticks. And, and you know, if they say, well, why Jason? No one asks as a new customer about the name. It's only old customer. Well, why, why Jason if they don't get the, the, um, the connection between adjacent to and Jason? And, uh, and ultimately, the name has stuck. And most customers, oh, I get it, I get it, and they like <laughs> it. Yeah, it creates an opportunity for you to tell a deeper story. And um, when we work with organizations and rename them, you're absolutely right. The challenge is name availability. Most names are legally taken, especially the descriptive names. So often we end up with uh, the names that uh, aren't real words, and you have to give them meaning. In this case, it is a, 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 it's not a real word, and yet it has some implied meaning. So you've been able to use it well telling your story, telling the benefit that you provide to the, your customers. And uh, you alluded to the, the challenge, the emotional, I guess, um, struggle you go through in terms of accepting a name. Um, and I imagine as founders, or you and Ty, it was not easy for you guys to give up either one of your initial names and then as you have to transition to a new name. Maybe, can you just talk a little bit about that, um, the emotional process of going through and evaluating names and stories and legal availability and ultimately selecting a name? Yep, yep, absolutely. And and so if you think about it, the the old company was called Lamai. That that was my company that we started out of my father's basement and grew into a company that had over a thousand employees prior to to purchasing and, and merging with that of ATA. And Lamai, which is L A capital M-I stands for Larry and Michael. So, you know, in the same way that we had to, you know, drive the the name adjacent, which is, you know, adjacent, driving that name, we also had to drive the name Lamai. And people would pronounce it Lamy or whatever it might be. But ultimately, that name became a fixture, you know, a, a, a great brand in, in retail. So, Obviously, uh, we identified very much so with the name Lamai, and then you say to myself, well, you can't change it. You know, customers won't understand it. So then in, in merging with ATA, we were calling ourselves uh, Lamai ATA, and, and, and that was using both logos on, on, our, on our brochures and what have you. And, and, and after a while, you know, that – and then the, you know – as soon as I was able to let the word Lamai go, and over time it happens, the, the, you know, the industry accepts it, customers accept it, and the end result brings the company together as one. So it's been very effective in letting Lamai go. i got plenty of logos in my garage and bringing on adjacent strategic <laughs> merchandising. Fantastic. Great, great overview. Hey, um, just let's talk a little bit about the challenge of um, physically merging two companies and cultures together while you're running the day-to-day business. Uh, I can imagine it's an incredible challenge, and there are two sides of that, uh, of that integration process. One, the operational side and also the cultural side. So let me start with the cultural side. Um, here we have two organizations that, in your case, were actually competitors. You probably didn't like each other that much and, and uh, went head-to-head against each other, and that. And, and we see this with uh, other clients we work with as well. And the reality is that when two organizations come together, uh, it takes a while for integration to truly occur. And we've found that it actually can be um, sped up. The process can be sped up when, one co- when the 
when you actually end up with a new name like you did, rather than one organization adopting the other name and feeling like they are um, they've lost their identity and, and having to become somebody else, or they they um, they they really don't uh, like the idea of uh, or there's still this us versus them exists. So under a new name, you have the opportunity to develop a new vision, a new purpose, new values, and a unifying means to bring everybody together. Um, let's talk a little bit about that from your point of view, how that's worked for you, um, and, and uh, some of the challenges along the way. Yep. So, so really, if you think about it, from our corporate office, it was very easy to you know, to, to transition into a new name because at the corporate office, it's like everybody's aligned up at the management level. Our goal is to take the best of the best from each company so that we can be a better organization. And, and so, therefore, every day you're, you're talking the new name, and, 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 and here we are meeting with, with branding business and, and, and you, Ryan, and, and your team, and, and they're really driving those concepts, so they take hold. But, but, you know, as you get down the org chart and you start getting into employees that are in 50 different states and Canada, and then and that people that you can't touch and that you don't see – um, on a regular basis, if never at all, and the communication to them is via uh, different levels of management, those are the people that are, that are dip most difficult to bring on board. So, so, so with that, you know, town hall meetings, colorful handouts, parties during conventions to bring in, you know, to include drinks and music and logos to bring in customers was very effective in, in making that happen. But, but nevertheless, um, over time, the name Jason stuck and the old name absolutely faded away. So it's been, it's been very productive um, in bringing the company together as one. So, yes, yeah, so you spoke a little bit about the customers accepting it pretty quickly, and now the employees have as well, and, and, uh, you know, and, and kind of a means of now all becoming one as opposed to still two separate companies trying to work together, right? That is correct, and, and I've even had I even had some customers kidding around. I'll never call you Jason. You're Lamai, and 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 they would even push you. You you know you bought ATA. You know we're going to call you Lamai, but little and they say that kiddingly, but little by little they know us as Jason, and it's and it's stuck nicely. All right, well done. Hey, let's talk a little bit about um, your purpose statement. As we developed your guiding statements of purpose, vision, mission, we came across this concept of inspiring shopping experiences, and in other words, why you exist. Uh, this really big idea, a motivating concept that we felt could resonate, obviously, very well with your internal team, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, and how they're, they're, what they do makes a difference in the lives of the consumer, the shopper, and also there's a value to the customer on it as well. Um, get, let's talk about your feedback on it. Has it worked? Does it inspire your employees in the front line to actually inspire shopping experiences? Yep. So, so, so in, it's exactly what we do. We inspire the shopping experience, and then when you see our name, and you see our our logo, um, which is a shopping basket from a grocery store, um, kind of like a, a comic look of a of a shopping cart. The the um, inspiring shopping experience is 
it reminds not only our customer what we do, but it also reminds our employees throughout the day of what we do. And it's kind of like an advertisement to our overall team in every position of the company. Yeah. Well, in many ways, the strategic work that you do in terms of mapping the store, anticipating the shopper's needs, and uh, placing the items uh, so they're easy to be found in somewhat of a, um, uh, a, a, a discovery so that, you know, once again, they're, oh, I didn't even know I needed that, but I absolutely need that, um, and it's right where you're thinking about it. So it's a... Um, you're helping, but also you're making the overall shopping experience more desirable and, uh, and and fun in many ways, right? Absolutely. And if we can make the customers, the, the, the person going through the grocery store, if we can make their shopping experience more enjoyable, that's a, then I generate sales for my customer and it trickles down to us. So that's right. exactly what we do. We enhance shopping experience. Inspiring. All right, we, we spoke a little bit about the cultural integration. Um, you also obviously had to go through the operational integration, um, you know, the technology, accounting, the customer databases, the systems, et cetera. Um, I know you and I spoke about this. Do you do it before? Do you do it after? Do you do it concurrent? Uh, could you give any advice to our listeners? You know what? It is, is, uh, as, as much work as there is in integrating two companies, and it's not, you know, besides the rebranding, um, here you are looking at different technology. One, the most likely companies are on different technology, different accounting systems, um, different databases. You know, with that, you know, obviously you need to integrate that stuff, and that is a big workload. And then on top of that workload, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're talking about rebranding, which adds another layer of work to it. But the integration aspect of the company will be much more efficient and goes much quicker if the overall organization is that of one. And they're not battling as if, hey, we used to do it this way. No, we did it that way. I like this way. No, we are one now. We are adjacent. And this way they focus on the new way, the best way. So um, it's an extra layer of work Um, when it comes down to the um, when it comes down to the operational side of it. um, You throw logos on obviously on the new on the new invoices on the new boxes. You start putting them on on set up a new EIN number with a customer. All of that goes quicker with under one brand, one um, one new company. All right, great feedback. Well, let's talk a little bit about the employees for a moment. You uh, and we're almost out of time. We have just a few more minutes, yep. but um, go for it. You, we, you spoke about launching the brand externally to your customers and the benefits you provide to them, and um, also I know recruiting was a and retention was a, a top priority for you, and. Uh, you, let me first compliment you and Ty for how you rolled the brand out to all the employees in a very synchronized manner um, and, and kept that communication going. And then though I know the website, we added a significant um, component to the website as it relates to the employer brand and the um, internal promise. How has all that been working for you? Has it been a, an impact on um, both uh, uh, the existing employees, uh, their happiness, the retention, as well as recruiting? Yes, yeah, so, so the, the website has been a fantastic tool to attract employees. And, and in this world of 4.1% unemployment, 
you know, that, that you, you need that tool to set yourself apart. And, and I, I would tell you that most potential hires have been to the website before you even speak to them. So you, you, you think there's usually a cool company behind a cool website. Um, and, and we have found that it allows us to attract a higher caliber of candidate, and it's been very effective. Perfect. Well, it's been now nine months since uh, you launched the brand. As you reflect back, um, where are you at today, and, and what's what's next for Jason? Well, so 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 Jason continues to grow within our core business within within retail, but I, I would tell you that it's a fast moving world, and new opportunities are continuing to cross our paths on a regular basis, and we're going to continue to develop those opportunities that work for Team Jason and our customers. Well, I think the purpose, vision, mission that you have, along with the values, should frame you up very well to do that. Uh, I know as part of our strategic plan process, you spoke about the potential opportunities in the future, and uh, we always like to tell our, our clients we're not building a brand for today, but rather for the future, for your brand to be able to expand and grow into that new potential. So uh, I wish you the best of luck. And, uh, Michael, thank you for being a guest on Expert Opinion. We have just uh, one more moment for you to share any final thoughts or insights. You know, a, a lot of thought goes into uh, rebranding a company and integrating w with another. So I, I would just say the result is worth the effort, and it has helped build a solid platform for Jason Strategic Merchandising. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. Well, that concludes our show for today. This is Ryan Rikus, and you've been listening to another edition of Expert Opinion, a branding business forum where thought leaders share their point of view. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit brandingbusiness.com. And until our next show, grow your business by living your brand promise.